Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though, and links to all of those resources are in the show notes. In this episode, we're talking about home fertility tests and ovulation predictor kits, and why, if you're using them, there's a good chance you're wasting your money. I'm Rachel, and I'm obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor, and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist, a natural fertility educator, and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition, and menstrual cycle health, we'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. You're listening to the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. Want to say goodbye to hormonal contraceptives and their weird and unpleasant side effects? Want to improve your chances of conceiving quickly and naturally? Sounds like you need my fertility roadmap, my simple three-step system to understanding your body's natural fertile signs and pinpointing ovulation day so that you can use this knowledge to achieve or avoid pregnancy. To grab your free copy, head over to manawomenswellness.com forward slash roadmap. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Manor Women's Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and today I'm getting a little controversial and breaking down why home fertility tests and ovulation predictor kits are a waste of your time, energy, and money. I'll be talking about how these tests actually work and what they're detecting to predict ovulation, because remember, we can't actually predict ovulation itself. I'll talk about the different types of tests, what I recommend and what I don't, and things that can make the tests less reliable for you. So just like my little rant about tracking apps a couple of weeks ago in episode 32, I want you to stop relying on technology and gadgets and all of these external things to tell you what's going on inside your own body. Unless it's a thermometer to tell you your basal body temperature, you do not need a gadget to tell you when you're fertile. That said, though, a thermometer just tells you your temperature. It doesn't tell you if you're fertile. And if they do ever invent a basal body temperature thermometer that tells you when you're fertile, I'd be telling you not to buy it. Think back to your school days for a moment. If you were going to ask someone to do your homework for you or to take an important exam for you, you're going to ask someone smarter than you, right? Someone who could guarantee they would get a better result than you could. 
Would you consider asking someone if they weren't as smart as you, if there was no guarantee? No, you wouldn't. So why are you asking an inanimate object to tell you when you're fertile? Because you have all the knowledge you need already to confirm ovulation and identify when you're fertile. And I want you to feel confident in your skills, not dependent on something else to tell you. Let me tell you why you are smarter than a predictor kit. But first, let's go back to some menstrual cycle basics. I want to refresh your memory about luteinizing hormone. Luteinizing hormone is released by the pituitary gland and it causes maturing of the follicle in the ovary. Release of the egg, so ovulation, and formation of the corpus luteum, which is what remains of the follicle after the egg has been released. Luteinizing hormone levels will gradually increase during the follicular phase before ovulation, and its release from the pituitary gland is triggered when estrogen levels peak. It's all that domino effect of one hormone influencing the levels of another. Luteinizing hormone levels will begin to rise at about 36 hours before ovulation, and they're said to reach a peak 17 hours before the egg is released. So the idea with an ovulation predictor kit is that you have a heads up about when ovulation is going to happen in the next 36 hours or so, so you know to have sex. However, there is high variation in when this luteinizing hormone surge actually occurs in women, and it's not always 17 hours before ovulation, just like we don't all ovulate on day 14. Our bodies are a little bit more sophisticated than this. Plus, this luteinizing hormone surge does not always result in ovulation. Some women need to attempt ovulation several times in a cycle before it's actually successful. And to make things more confusing, ovulation can actually occur without a surge in luteinizing hormone at all. Some women might also experience a surge without an egg actually being released from the ovary. And this is called luteinizing unruptured follicle syndrome. So what can an ovulation predictor kit actually tell you? Turns out, not much. What this all means is that the luteinizing hormone surge will occur at different times around ovulation, and sometimes not at all. So your ovulation predictor kit is basically telling you that you are somewhere around ovulation, maybe. It might have already happened, or it might be happening soon, but beyond that, it can't really provide a reliable indicator of the fertile window and ovulation. So why would we bother wasting our money month after month for something to tell us that maybe we're somewhere around our fertile window? Don't we have our cervical mucus for that? Doesn't our mucus change throughout our fertile window so that we can see when ovulation is approaching, when we're at our peak day, and then it changes suddenly again so we know that ovulation has definitely happened? Doesn't our basal body temperature give us this obvious upward shift to help us to confirm when ovulation has happened down to the day? Unless you're beyond addicted to them, ovulation predictors are used once a day. So if your luteinizing hormone surge lasted less than 24 hours, and this surge occurred at a time of day outside of when your testing is actually done, you might not detect the surge at all. Or maybe your luteinizing hormone levels don't actually rise enough to be detected by the kit, in the same way that our pregnancy hormones need to be at a certain level before a pregnancy test gives us a positive result. You might also experience mini surges of luteinizing hormone before the actual rise in levels and ovulation. This is especially common for women with PCOS, where their body attempts to ovulate multiple times before it's actually successful. If you detect a surge in luteinizing hormone, you're going to have sex soon after. But if ovulation hasn't actually happened, then you've likely timed sex too early and sperm may not live long enough to still be around when the egg is released. 
If you only test in that window of time during your cycle and then stop, because why would you keep testing if you believe you've already ovulated, then you may actually miss another luteinizing hormone surge and miss when ovulation has actually happened. Meaning you don't have sex again in your cycle and you miss the fertile window for that cycle when pregnancy was actually possible. Your observation of your cervical mucus will always be more reliable than these tests. These tests give no indication about the quality of your mucus and whether or not there's actually enough there at the time of the surge to facilitate a pregnancy. Often by the time a kit shows the surge, your mucus has begun to dry up, meaning it's no longer that fertile quality that's effective for conceiving. Ultimately, fertility testing kits are only accurate when they test your fertility around ovulation. An average kit will have around five to nine days worth of tests. So if you have a longer cycle, a longer follicular phase with multiple attempts at ovulation, you're likely not going to have enough days of testing to get you through your potentially fertile phase, which can get very frustrating and very expensive. On the opposite end of the spectrum, if your cycles are shorter than average, the kit will be instructing you to test your fertility based on that average length cycle, 28 days of course, so they might be telling you to test earlier or later than your actual fertile window. So the test might indicate that you haven't ovulated, when in fact you just haven't ovulated yet. Of course, the accuracy of tests can be improved when you know your body's natural fertile signs, so you can at least test with more accuracy because you have a better understanding of where you are in your cycle and you know when to test. But if you already have this knowledge and you already know that you're in your fertile window, stop testing and start trying for a baby. Other things that you'll need to consider and when testing will not give you helpful results is if you're already pregnant, because the test won't tell you so. It will simply tell you that you aren't currently ovulating because of your luteinizing hormone levels. The same applies if you're breastfeeding or if you've recently had a baby. Some drugs can affect the test results too, including most fertility drugs, especially those that contain follicle-stimulating hormone, luteinizing hormone, or HCG, as well as certain antibiotics and hormone therapies. Women over 40 and those approaching menopause can also have elevated levels of luteinizing hormone that have nothing to do with ovulation. A kit might show a surge for these women over multiple days, which doesn't indicate ovulation or a fertile window at all. So now I want to talk about saliva tests, which I do not recommend. As estrogen levels rise during the follicular phase as ovulation approaches, there's an increase in the amount of sodium chloride or salt in our mucus secretions. So this applies to our cervical mucus as well as our saliva. This salt causes crystallization of our saliva when it dries and it's thought to show a characteristic ferning pattern if we were to look at it under a microscope. Saliva-based fertility tests involve testing your saliva every day of your menstrual cycle and when the patterns of your saliva on the glass slide show this ferning pattern, you're said to be in your fertile window. These results, however, are not reliable. They're hard to read and interpret, and it's very hard to accurately identify the beginning and the end of the fertile window. Like I said, I don't recommend saliva tests, but I just wanted to provide some brief information about them if you've heard of them or you're considering using them. Instead of smearing saliva on a glass slide every morning and looking at it under a microscope, just observe your cervical mucus throughout the day. I promise it's easier. I don't really believe that ovulation predictor kits are necessary when you understand your menstrual cycle and your body's fertile signs. If you're confident in your observations, you just don't need them. Even if your cycles are irregular, especially if they're irregular, looking at your fertile signs every day will give you more information than these tests can. 
If you feel that tracking mucus on its own isn't enough to tell you what you need to know, then start tracking your basal body temperature too. If you're still not sure, consider tracking your cervical position every day. This will be so much more valuable than an ovulation predictor kit, which despite its name cannot predict ovulation. If you use these tests and you want to continue to use them, that's okay. But please remember that you have all the knowledge and tools that you need to accurately identify when you are fertile and to confirm ovulation. If you have a pretty regular average length menstrual cycle, they'll likely work for you and they'll accurately confirm when you're around ovulation time. But more often than not, it's women with irregular, unpredictable, long or short cycles who want to use these tests to give them more clarity because they can't pick these things up naturally. And it's for these women that they're not always reliable. If you're addicted to fertility testing, ask yourself if you have the skills and the knowledge to figure out your fertile window without a predictor kit, especially if you're in the group of women when testing may not be accurate. If you don't feel confident tracking your fertile signs, let's change that. Start by jumping on over to today's show notes at manorwomenswellness.com forward slash 36 to grab your free fertility roadmap, which is going to guide you through how to get started charting your cycle and tracking your fertile signs so that you can build up your confidence in identifying your fertile signs and confirming ovulation. If you still want some extra support beyond the roadmap, if you have any questions, or if you want to tell me that I'm completely 100% wrong about ovulation predictor kits and that they're the greatest invention of all time, DM me on Instagram and let's have a chat. I will see you in next week's episode where I'll be joined by a special guest to talk about a whole other area of women's health and fertility that I'm discovering for myself and becoming obsessed with. Okay, bye for now. And don't forget that knowledge is power. When you truly understand your body, you are empowered to make informed decisions and take control of your health. Until next time. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Mana Women's Wellness, slide into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit manawomenswellness.com forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time. Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone. Wear the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. TempDrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where TempDrop steps in to provide clear science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my TempDrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash TempDrop for more information.